This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Quest. This is Nick from Hessian Firm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. Hey, this is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorff from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. We're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grandisopia. <laughs> 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 episode 254 with this party sucks with the new song everything consistently sucks this is the new single out on grimace records and although the band is based in houston we have rochester ties thanks to sandwich yeah how was your week it was good how about you um, it was, it was good. Yeah. 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 Good enough. Very good. Yeah. Um, I've been having a little bit of a hard time at work, so I took a couple of days off last week mm. to re-energize. Yeah. And, uh, Friday I <laughs> organized dressers and closets and color coded them. Mm-hmm. That, that's my version of re-energizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> although color coding uh the closet isn't that hard because everything i wear is black mm-hmm. so yeah i bet that was easy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i got a new social media uh trend i won't call it a tiktok challenge because i don't think it is mm, okay 
South Korea is urging people not to eat fried toothpicks. I saw that. Following a social media trend. Apparently, videos are showing people eating deep-fried toothpicks with seasoning such as powdered cheese. And why? What the fuck is happening? I don't know. Like, do you remember the stories? Um, our grandparents would tell about like World War Two and. Like the Great Depression and vaguely, and them like I didn't I re- really pay attention. No, no. I re- well, I was always like a nerd about that stuff. Um, I was always fascinated with how like older generations, mm. like what they went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my great grandma telling me about how she would go out in the yard and pick dandelions and make soup out of it yeah that kind of shit i can understand but toothpicks (laughs) yeah um i remember yeah i I don't know so i remember growing up and i lived in like apartments there was apartments back then yes (laughs) but my, like my mother had, a, as you know, uh, a live-in boyfriend. Yes. That lived with us for like ten years. Um, and his mother lived in um, the Adirondacks, and she'd come to visit occasionally. Uh huh. Um, and I remember one time, so we lived in this apartment complex in Gates and she came and picked dandelions out of the like the grass near the building Uh which I'm sure was heavily sprayed with chemicals and all kinds of shit and made dandelion soup and we ate it cheers to that yeah do you remember what it tasted like like roundup (laughs) It tasted like cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Huh. Um, it it tasted like what you'd expect. Did they use a lot of that shit back then, though? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably even worse back mm-hmm. then. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't. Yeah. Regulated. I mean, they were smoking in the fucking delivery rooms back then. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Well, on that note, you want to go into some songs? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. You want to talk about this first one? I know you like this band. The band Aggression from Canada released an album last year on Massacre Records called Frozen Aggressors. We're going to listen to Circus of Deception. And then we're going to go into Couch Slut with the song Ode to Jimbo of their upcoming full-length release, You Could Do It Tonight, out April 19th on Brutal Panda Records. And then we're going to hear Compress with the song Fishers. (laughs) (laughs) This this word gets used way too much in this house, and I feel like I can't even pronounce it anymore. 
Fissured Cosmos off of their debut mini album, The Final Level of Consciousness, comes out March 15th on Eternal Death.
This is Mama Nut, and you are listening to Grim Dystopian.
All right. So over the last few weeks, um, we've had stories about 23andMe and DNA testing and uncovering secrets, right? Yes. So I happened upon an article that talks about um, it's 20 people who took a DNA test and learned some very, very, very unexpected things from it. Mm. Um, I'm not going to read all of them because, as you can imagine, a majority of them are mom or dad or mom and or dad had an an affair Mm -hmm. and a secret love child, Mm -hmm. Um, which seems to be a lot. Yeah. Um, But there are a couple interesting ones in here. So this one, my bio dad left his family and two daughters in Washington and married my mom in L.A. five weeks later. I found his first marriage certificate, but nothing about a divorce. I'm pretty sure he was a bigamist. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out that my great-grandfather, who we thought died in World War II, actually survived the war, started a new family, and died in a moped accident in the 90s. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, My uncle took one and found out he had a 34-year-old son. He was seeing a woman years ago, and she got pregnant, broke up with him, and put the baby up for adoption. She never told them. What's wild is that they both did pursue the same degree in university. He's happily married with two adult children. The relationship with the other woman was before he met my aunt. Um... My dad isn't my biological father, and he also isn't my older sister's biological father. We also have different biological fathers. <laughs> That's. This is reminding me of that story from last week. Yeah, that's why I, I found it interesting that it like popped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great grandfather thought that. He was the only member of his family to survive the Holocaust. He wrote to one of his brothers trying to convince him to move to America, but his brother wanted to stay back in their small Polish village. He eventually stopped receiving letters, and he assumed his brother and family had died. We found out that he moved to Brazil, and we got in touch with his great-grandchildren. So, I mean, there are, like, some cool stories that come out of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, a lot of them are like about adoption and people never knowing, you know, that there were other people out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to be honest, it is a lot of like, I found out that my dad isn't my dad yeah. or I have a secret sibling. Yeah. I found out my dad is actually my son. <laughs> Um, let's see I found out I had a secret sister Um, yeah that's that's about it yeah some things are just better left I'm saying secrets I'm saying yeah. Oh, all right, I got to ask you a question. Okay. Have you heard the new Joe Exotics back in the news again? Have you heard the latest? Oh, boy. Have you heard? Nope. No. Uh, this headline is 
Joe Exotic asked Machine Gun Kelly to get him out of prison after claiming he can make the singer gay. What? Yeah. Um, he says, a tiger and a little bit of meth and I can make MGK gay. Uh, and I'm then, not really sure how, if it works like that. <laughs> and then it says he also snubbed the rapper's girlfriend, Megan Fox. Hey now. Saying, once you go Tiger King, you'll forget about the fox. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't really think it's hilarious. He is always finding a way to insert himself. I was just going to say... I- it's very apparent that he doesn't want to be forgotten about. And here we are, two idiots yeah. discussing it on a podcast. He's so, a marketing genius. So he wins. <laughs> Complete nonsense. <laughs> you want to know who'd be appalled by that?
This week, Grandma gave us Slaughter Lord okay. from all Australia, from Sydney, all Australia. Oh, okay. Um, and Slaughter Lord was, I don't know, is considered a, a cult thrash band, but never actually released an album. Oh. They had a few demos, and we heard Die by Power off of the Taste of Blood demo from 1987 and uh, yeah Invictus Productions released a compilation of their material Uh, that's really the only official release as far as I know yeah huh um couple recent cool discoveries I don't know if you saw this um Astronomers found Earth Two. Yeah. What I forgot the name of it was. What they named it. It's um. They they're calling it a super Earth Mm -hmm. that has potential to sustain life, Mm -hmm. and apparently it's not that far away from us. Mm One hundred and thirty-seven light years away isn't far. Yeah, like a plane (laughs) trip, right? (laughs) Guess it depends who you are. Yeah. That's um, like going from New York to California, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it orbits within a habitable zone, hmm. according to NASA. Um, they say the planet is about one and a half times the width of Earth and orbits a small reddish star. Due to the super-Earth's distance from its parent star, scientists say it could be in a conservative, habitable zone and harbor the right temperature for liquid water to form on its surface, which is essential to sustain life. Hmm. There's so much out there we just don't know anything about, Mm -hmm. and it it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, And the other cool discovery is scientists discover 240 million year old dinosaur that resembles a mythical Chinese dragon. Hmm. Where was that? Uh, A team of international scientists have discovered 240 million year old fossils of a dinocephalosaurus from the Triassic period in China that have allowed scientists to depict the bizarre long-necked creature in full for the for the very first time. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It, I know this is gonna sound stupid, but it blows my mind that dinosaurs are real. Were real? Well, were real, but mm. like that. It, yeah. Like, what was that like? Yeah, probably not <laughs> fun, I'm guessing. It's insane. Yeah. 
Could you imagine having to worry about that now? Like, <laughs> no. Maybe we'll be sleeping in a fucking dinosaur. I'll just walk Walk into on the, our house. Crush us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure in today's society, if dinosaurs still existed, they would... Yeah, we'd have houses in the sky or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, I feel like they'd all be, like, extinct by us. Yeah, yeah that's another good point. I hear there were delicious meat, so... <laughs> There'd be that, and they'd be, like, probably contained in a zoo. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Yep. All right, so... um. I came across 30 of the wildest, funniest, or pettiest requests people put in their will. Mm. Um, my grandfather saved his kidney stone so that he could leave it to my cousin. They never really got along. <laughs> um, my mom put in her will that if she dies under suspicious circumstances that my sister and I won't be left anything. She watches a lot of true crime. <laughs> uh, a Furby collection from models collected in the late 90s. They were convinced they would retain future value. This was 2011. <laughs> uh, my friend's mother had in her will that Cat gets to live in my house alone until it expires. The cat lived there for a few years alone with a caregiver checking on it. Yes, she was rich. I remember hearing that story, I think. I think we talked about that on the show. Hmm. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Not that we're rich, but I could see our cat living that life if we expired. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my great-grandmother had a clause in her will that stated something along the lines of, if any of the beneficiaries decide to dispute the contents of the descendant's estate, their share becomes $1 and nothing else. I kind of like that. People get weird when family members pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, my vindictive grandmother left my aunt $20 as a reminder of the $20 my aunt stole from her once. <laughs> 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 I work in probate. The oddest th thing I've seen in a will is to euthanize their beloved horse, have it cremated and its ashes scattered with the descendant. Lucky for her horse, she named a horse that was already dead, so the one she got afterwards lived to see another farm. So that's like us saying, you know, the last of us, mm -hmm. whoever dies last, mm -hmm. like right after that cream, like euthanize and cremate fats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine doing that. No. But I can't imagine her anywhere else either. No. Um, you keep mentioning this. So I should probably say it here that today is her birthday. Yes, it is. She's 17 today. So happy birthday. 
yes. to the lady. Yep. Um, my great grandmother left most of her money to a local donkey sanctuary. It's That's probably something I would do. Interesting. <laughs> my grandpa put in his will a chocolate bar for every one of his grandkids. Well, I have like 12 cousins and very difficult to track down where a couple of them went. All this estates and money he had and Will was at a standstill for months because they couldn't find my couple cousins. That's a... It's kind of weird. Um, it's funny that some people will avoid or never think about having a will and then others will go to ridiculous levels of insanity like leaving chocolate bars yes. and yeah I know <clears throat> um. <laughs> when my great aunt whom I barely had any relationship with died I discovered that in her will she left me a taxidermied giant silk moth that she had hanging on her wall Evidently, someone told her about my love for bugs. I still have it, and it's one of the coolest things in my collection. Hmm. And then it says, dot, 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 she left my cousin a Furby. <laughs> Would you rather have a Furby or a giant moth? Oh, I don't know. I'd don't go with, know. The th the, with the Furby, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Um, when my grandfather passed... His will asked that I cleaned out his shed and I alone. I found marijuana seeds, old real-style film pornography, which was hilarious, and a bunch of other unsavory paraphernalia. <laughs> Did you ever... Um, there was a story about um, this friend of ours. I won't say his name, but uh, he somehow he ended up with a bunch of his grandfather's stuff when he when he died. Uh-huh. And um there were some there were some uh old pornography magazines. Yeah. And and stuck in one of the pages was his grandfather's cock ring apparently. <laughs> Do you know this story? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one client left $100,000 to his two cats so they could maintain their current lifestyle. I could totally see myself doing that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. <clears throat> Well, let's play some music, and then I have some more on death Oh, when we come back. All right. First up is Chapel of Samhain from Portugal with the song Charnel, off of their upcoming debut album, Black Onyx Cave, which comes out March 18th on Nuclear Winter Records. Then we're going to go into Bonehammer with the song Rotting, and this is coming off their latest release out now on Adirondack Black Mass. And then finally we have 
a black metal supergroup of sorts, members of Or Noir, Inferno, and Dark Throne. The project is called Coffin Storm with the song Over Frozen Moors, and this is off of their upcoming release, Arcana Rising, which comes out on March 29th on Peaceful Records.
All right, as promised, I know you're obsessed with death. I Don't have, put it like that. I have... Uh, Makes me sound weird. And a couple of these we may have talked about before on the show, but these are four of what this uh, person that wrote this article considers the darkest and most twisted death rituals from around the world. Number one is sky burial in Tibet. Are you aware of this? No. No. Um, But before you start, I don't know. Like, I don't like the, the title of the article. Right. Like it's it's foreign to us, so it might be yeah. It's weird, not right, but right. It's new to us and different to us, but yeah. I know there's there's plenty of customs that we have in uh, in the U.S. that I'm sure are very fucking odd to other countries. Well, it's funny because a lot of other countries say that we're very detached from the death process and mm-hmm. we don't have like a healthy relationship with death, and I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I know you don't have a healthy relationship with death. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's all right. So the sky burial uh, entails laying out the dead out in the open. This is away from predatory birds on a mountainside or other higher area. The ceremony is based on the idea that the body is an empty vessel after death and that the soul may be freed by giving the corpse to the vultures. Oh, we actually saw a documentary on this a long time ago, you remember? Yeah. 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 And it was very interesting. I don't understand. Yeah, it was. I don't understand why they're saying away (laughs) from predatory birds, but then they give the corpse to the vultures. Doesn't that contradict? Yeah. Um, this practice may appear morbid to some, but it is regarded as a method to return to nature and is firmly ingrained in Tibetan Buddhist teachings. Mm-hmm. This one I had never heard of. <clears throat> it is called Turning of the Bones um, in Madagascar. Their their name for it is uh, Famid. Famadayana. Okay. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, the tradition involves digging up tombs of departed family members, wrapping their bones up in a clean cloth, and parading them through the village because they feel it will bring good fortune as well as strengthen the bond between the living and the deceased. The surviving family members also dance with the corpses of their loved ones. Following the celebrations, the bones are placed back in the graves. I also saw a documentary on this, and it was very interesting. Um, they also practice another kind of death ritual known as dancing with the dead. During the ritual, the remains of the deceased relatives are exhumed and brought to the village. They're, they're dressed in fresh clothes and placed on a chair. The surviving family dances with the corpses thinking that this will bring blessings and prosperity did you watch that documentary with me I don't remember if you did or not 
I don't think I saw that one. <clears throat> it's literally exactly how it's being described. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they exhume the bodies and they dress them up and make them look um, pretty. Like they put like... Pretty. Well, you know what I mean? Like they put... Not pretty, but they put... They dress them in new clothes mm-hmm. and they do their hair and... Um, and they have their ritual. Why, why, why don't they do this before? Instead of like digging them up and all this, why don't they do it before? I'm sure it's part of their belief. Like time has to something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they don't. I don't think they only do it once. <clears throat> no, they keep doing it. I, I, I think so. Hmm. I could be completely wrong. And sound ignorant, though. Well, you have some homework to do. Okay. <laughs> uh, next is the hanging coffins. I, I know we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in parts of China and the Philippines. Rather than being buried on earth, coffins are hang hanging atop huge rock formations or cliffs. There's a picture here, and it's, it's very odd looking. Um... The practice is said to help the dead enter paradise more quickly, but also to shield their spirits from demonic beings below. The act of skillfully positioning the coffins is such, in such hazardous areas is considered a gesture of respect for the departed. Mm. And it looks, attaching these to the, this cliff looks like... Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And probably very difficult. Oh, I'm sure. It doesn't look like they have, uh, I don't know how they do it, but it doesn't, like, from this picture, it doesn't look like they have, you know, stuff like we have, like a crane or Uh, or something, Uh, a boom lift to do it. (laughs) The last one is self-mummification in Japan. This was a practice of Buddhist monks belonging to the Sokushin... Butsu clan okay. in ancient Japan. Um, this included intense physical exercise, a tight diet, and a, a series of self-imposed sufferings. These included things such as eating only nuts and see- seeds and not drinking enough water. Um, the end goal was self-mummification by eliminating all bodily fat and moisture. Those who made it through this process, which may take years, were regarded as enlightened people. Wow. That one's odd. I had never heard that one. Me neither. Hmm. I'm going to have to find a documentary on that one. I'm sure one exists. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks for listening. <laughs> And thanks to the listeners that are still listening. <laughs> Listener, yeah. maybe. All right, I think I'm ready to head to France. Okay. Listen to some Morning Dawn, the song Midnight Sun, and this is coming off their latest release, The Foam of Despair, out now on Aesthetic Death and Tragedy Productions. Then, after that, off to Sweden. We're going to listen to Dead Earth with the song Last Cinders of Hope 
off of their debut release, Et Despardum Elude, out now on Cast Records. And then we are ending the show with All Terror with the song Vector Nebula off of their debut album, Transcendent Origins, out March 29th on Inverse Records. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And always give 100% unless you're donating blood. <laughs>